0: Good news, everyone. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are
1: hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co host,
0: Karen. And we're
1: live on a Saturday, ready to do some feedback. Find us everywhere that you find podcasts on this uh, wild card NFL weekend. Okay, leave us five star yes. reviews. Comment on the website. Vote in the polls. All the contact info is right there in the show notes. You can even mail us stuff. It's on the about page of our website, theblackguywhotips.com slash about. And we did get some stuff in the mail. I'm glad I checked the mail. Look at what came in the mail. Um, But, uh, you know, feedback, we're going to get right into it. Um, The first place that we like to start, though, is with the people that took the time because you know it's so it's hard out here i don't know if y'all heard it's hard out here on these streets okay it is the 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 money's not moneying like it used to Mm -hmm. it just ain't getting as much okay (laughs) dollars don't go as far um but yeah so uh we want to shout out the people that gave us money may i have
0: your attention you are now listening to charlotte's own rod and karen
2: we welcome the good folks who tied to the black guy with tips.
1: Today's a new day. New money. New hey, hey, hey. Uh, we got some new people giving. Uh, we got some new donations. Tiffany B, yes. recurrent donator. Alfonso M, Mr. Span from the Mr. Span podcast. Palmetto Stone Magic. J Four, Lindsay B. Autumn W. James C. David C. No relation. Jasmine J. Bambi, Dr. Professor Bambi, Unbridled Love, uh, we got our girl Falcons Diva, Kevin W., Jason F., uh, we got a one-time donation from Dorothea W., thank you, Dorothea. Come on, Dorothea Come on, Sound dude. like somebody'
0: great-grandma, they don't make Dorotheas no more. You know what?
1: Uh, Appia is Dorothea.
0: Oh, okay. And Appia's
1: black friend in Germany is Dorothea. So, I, I would say we're the number one podcast with Dorothea's. Shout number one demographic. Until, Thank you, Dorothea's. Until proven wrong, we are number one in the Dorothea demographic. I'm claiming it. Derek L.W. Uh, and lastly, Ken M. Thank you, everybody, who took the time out to put something in our pockets. We got we got a couple five star reviews. uh I I can't remember if I read this before. I I, I don't g- genuinely don't know. Like
0: I said, I don't care if you. I feel like me.
1: we should have if we did one last Saturday, but I don't remember. So I'm Challa. gonna read it again.
0: Chala, y'all know me. I don't be remembering. So I'm like, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I do be remembering. So I'll be trying to do a good job with that. I know you don't care, but some of <laughs> us have to care. <laughs> uh makes somebody, my somebody has to kill yeah i know you just here for the ride but people don't want to hear us doing the same stories five times makes my day every day i won't ever be able to fully convey my admiration for the blackout tips i've been an avid listener for almost 11 years i love how the show has evolved even through the evolutions it has remained poignant informative thoughtful and humorous i'm really enjoying the new segments like gender wars and the ig polls i hope 2024 brings continued success and another live show thank you mature young lady oh, we 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 like that nah like we do plan on doing a live show we, again this year we do those are the plans so get 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 your money get your money in order yeah so much love from vay still tripping who says Come for the comedy, stay. Came for the comedy, stay for the blackness. So many fantastic statements and topics to enjoy. The thing that makes the show so great is how Rod and Karen like and love each other. Love me some black love. Don't ever change. And thank you for all the hours of laughter and listening. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you. I do. I love Roger very much.
1: Yeah, and uh, I do too. And I think uh, you know if, if we don't do black love TM like Mm-mm. as a. Uh, you know selling point i know a lot of people do but we are black and we love each other so mm-hmm. you know if you get some out of that go <laughs> home and get it player cuz it's not a lot of joy left in the world get it where you can i right, clear get it where you can um i mean listen i don't even really see color honestly i <laughs> i love my white wife and my biracial kids you look you ain't getting and... me hemmed
0: up i just wanna wear my lulu lemons and my Uggs. And if it my ain't yoga class you if you it ain't, ain't try- snowing
1: don't, we ain't going don't okay
0: you, i'm not trying to get roasted out national milk
1: and cookies day you know what i'm no, saying sir. shout out to rg3 mm-mm. um but yeah absolutely brilliant from j a i think it's jl3 maybe i uh, hope i said that right um and says, I have become an instant fan after listening to you on Karen Hunter show last year.
4: Okay. Oh, come
1: on through. You Shout out to Karen Hunter. I about to say, you big in the Karen demographic, too. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something.
4: <laughs> Dorotheas and Karens.
1: Let me tell you something. Dorotheas love us, and of, no matter what their race is. And black Karens, I, I'm huge in the black Karen demographic. I'm, I'm eating it up. Okay, I'm over there killing it um <laughs> you two are awesome please keep up the great work thank you don't tell Karen we be saying nigga over here though okay keep that between us uh yeah. shit she- well she don't know won't hurt her Shh. okay Oh, uh, all right that's it for the uh voicemails um let's get into the comments on the actual episodes uh you know because we we did do actual episodes and we do need you know we did have your comments on them um so the first episode was 2834 good faith everything um it was our feedback show uh and we got two comments on it the first oh both comments are from Appia uh i'm glad i'm not a celebrity when it comes to my relationship my relationship established in 2006 is overall pretty good but surprise not perfect we did never have the we did never have the big big problems there was never cheating or abuse or dishonesty with money love my husband i find him attractive and he says the same about me we're doing pretty great financially and have pretty cool kids what more can anyone want you might ask mr appia is a real introvert and so i can choose out if i wait Until he brings up an issue that has to be solved, an emotional one, or a project in the house, it doesn't matter. And it's very possible he never does. I once waited 10 years for him to take care of a project in our basement, and he never did. So I had to do it eventually, or I'll do it again. I'm unfortunately not a mind reader. His normal mode is not to communicate. So you can imagine the problems. I start asking open questions to get communication going. He gives me short answers to make the conversation die. If you don't have... (laughs) If you don't have kids in real estate together, you could just say, okay, if you don't talk, you don't talk. We don't talk. Unfortunately, this is not an option here. We have to communicate to find, for example, common ground about how to deal with something that came up with the kids because a teacher, for example, needs a decision from us. I suggested, of course, therapy for him in a nice uh, – sorry, something fell my desk. Uh, I suggested therapy for him – what is it? Where, okay. In a nice way to make it easier for him to start conversations – uh he said he sees that it would be good but he doesn't try to find a therapist possibly because he would have to talk to someone to achieve that <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm generally a less talking to better type of person i i if i know i need to talk and i need to gear up for it i'm ready but i'm not necessarily a try to kill the conversation person just you know um like i'm like introversion isn't, like, always, like, crippling or socially, whatever. I'm actually really good talking to people one-on-one, especially, like, people I like and love and care about. I can talk to them all day. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm more of a, if I go to a party it's overwhelming and i cannot wait to fucking go home type of situation and
0: nobody really has deep conversations in those settings yeah
1: even yeah if i go to a club the music's too loud you know stuff like that i'm not really huge with that but like people that get to talk to me love me they love talking to me Mm -hmm. it's you know it's kind of a problem sometimes yeah because
0: roger finds a lot of extroverts that just claim him and go like you gonna be my friend
1: (laughs) yeah and also like when i go play like basketball or something and i'm sitting on the sideline and i'm talking to people, kind of holding court, that, you know, they motherfuckers will glom onto it. They're like, I love this mm-hmm. guy. He's funny. You should be a comedian. What do you do for a living? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If I was famous uh, if I was famous for Mr. Appiah, there would be a pers- pers- possibility to take pictures of us when we are both pissed off or get some quotes from me that are bad and put them out of context. Getting quotes from him would be way harder. It would be funny to see the host try only to get the same short answers they always get. Well, what's funny about that is it don't take much, so... He could, just the fact that he would give a short answer, if people are projecting, they'll be like, oh, he's saying that because he hates her. A big example of this, to me, is Ben Affleck and J-Lo. The amount of articles we don't cover on this show that are just, someone took a candid picture of them and Mm. and Ben Affleck has resting bitch face. Yes, he does. So, like, anytime he's just listening to her, he looks kind of, like, pissed off. He always looks that way. Mm -hmm. And that, like they take the picture out of context and they're like j-lo and ben affleck and heated argument over and it's like we have no fucking idea if they're arguing you know it's like he's talking with his hands he must be angry it's like i think we just hate women that much that we're like even j-lo right fellas what a it's hard to deal with these bitches like <laughs> uh she also replied i know that rod also identifies as an ext- introvert but can you talk about your feelings and motives in a but you can talk about your feelings and motives in a great way, Rod, and start a conversation. So I don't know. Do I have to find another word for Mr. oppia Maybe he's a non-communicator, a standby mode lover. What is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess, you know, There's probably different grades of introversion, and yeah. maybe he's just on a different, you know, like, uh, for, he's more introverted than I am. Um, and, yeah, it's, I, I think, you know, maybe, and a lot of people are just not, necessarily great verbal communicators um but if y'all have found a way and you say you've been together since 2006 i mean y'all clearly have found a way to communicate Mm -hmm. so i mean i know you say it's not perfect but i mean nothing's perfect and also like you never the grass is always greener you could end up with a motherfucker that do talk a lot and you might be like god damn shut the fuck up why are you talking so fucking much um Cause I've seen that happen too, where you (laughs) think, you you think you want something and you just don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I like, uh, Karen powers through and talks a lot, uh, even when I'm like trying to do something, but honestly, I would prefer that. I don't, I don't want, I, I'm too anxious of a person and too empathic to be with somebody that's like just always fucking quiet and always in their own head and they don't want to talk. Cause then I become the annoying like, "Are you good? Everything all right? You you know, what's going on over there?" And and nobody wants to deal with that kind of insecurity and shit. So like, you just gotta pick your poison. And That means sometimes I need to pause a video game or turn the podcast <laughs> off. Fuck it, it's fine. I'd rather have that than the other way. I'm better than I used to, y'all. I, it's okay. okay. I'm not. I'm this is not a complaint. Not <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to justify. It's not a complaint. I'm not. This is not no no sneak this or nothing. I just I I, I think. People just don't balance it out in their minds of like, mm-hmm. there's another side of this where I think I want that. But do you? I don't know.
0: Right. And and also, as a extrovert, I had to understand how to look outside of myself and actually observe and pay attention to what's happening in the room. I've been around extroverts that don't pay attention to shifts and changes in the room and they don't pay attention to people getting bored they don't pay attention to people not want to be there. like they don't pick up on any social cues or anything like that so over the years i've learned to actually pick up on those things and adjust so yes i'm a pure extrovert but as i've got older i can turn it on and turn it off and it's people that have been around me that would i was almost an introvert because i know in certain situations it's best you shut the fuck up and don't nobody give a fuck about what i got to say at this period of time and it's okay to let the silence fall and shit like that like it's okay every second does not have to be consumed with your words
1: uh on the web, on youtube corinna says hey rod and karen me and my kid went in october to both get flu and covid shots at our local pharmacy i was surprised at the time at how long the line was of people with appointments Um, Yeah, that is good. I think, listen, I think there are more people than, there are people who are, like, sober-minded and staying up to date on their vaccines, paying Mm -hmm. attention to the news. They are. And I think there's also this extreme of people that are, like, so super concerned about COVID still that they're not doing anything. And I'm sure they're getting vaccinated as well, even Mm -hmm. if they're staying indoors. Right. Right and wearing masks and all that stuff 100% of the time not knocking those people just Mm -hmm. saying like those people those are the groups of people getting vaccinated yes and then there's just a lot of people who don't care so it's not nobody we're not alone it's just the percentage is a lot lower than i think it should be but that's probably the same with the flu and all that stuff
0: yeah and also truth be told because we don't actually really we have stats and statistics but we don't really keep (laughs) good stats and statistics and a lot of times the people that are kind of i'm not doing it type of people particularly if you're online they're loudest most people that are doing their own that are actually getting the shots and getting vaccinated most of them people they just do it and they don't say anything so people just act like these people just don't exist but we do yeah exist. i think
1: the extremes are the loudest on both sides that's true because like, also i i see a lot of like you know, it's COVID out there, don't do nothing people too. And you know I okay, think, okay, I
0: see what you're saying. Yes, yeah,
1: those yes. people have spent a lot of time arguing with each other online for two yes. or three years. And so they're gonna they're you know, I I'm I ain't gonna name no names, but like I, I saw Democracy Now put out a tweet that was like an update on like some current COVID things that are happening, the rise of COVID. And I saw people like quoting at them, yelling at them, like, you acted like COVID didn't exist for two years. You are responsible and culpable in this. And I was like, okay, that's a level of fucking insanity Insanity. that is happening right there. As like, that's not healthy any more than Aaron Rodgers to me. Like, that's too extreme.
0: Yeah. But at any
1: rate, um, yeah so but uh yeah i'm glad that y'all did get vaccinated they said we're the but we're the only ones in our family social circle who are current yeah a lot of people just aren't aren't keeping up to date and uh yeah it's just very unfortunate Mm -hmm. uh the poll was do you listen to did you listen to or watch the cat williams interview okay uh
0: I listened to Clips. No, nope, that's read, no then. So, no. Uh, no. All right, so. I, I got it through you and Clips online, so apparently no.
1: 62% say yes, 38% say no, but you do raise a good point. I didn't say, did you watch the whole interview? So, maybe there are people that are like, right. I, I heard Clips, um, yes, 61%, 38%, no. The thing for me is, that is still a very high percentage, 60-something mm-hmm. percent of y'all wouldn't watch that interview, and that's why Shannon, I mean, he won.
0: Yeah, and that's the, he, he won either way. Kind of, He won for people to watch the whole thing. He won for the people to watch the clips because the clips still count as views.
1: Not the same way as clicking on the YouTube. Oh, that's, that's cause true. Because those are the views I'm talking about.
0: Ah, okay, okay, I'm with you. But, but you are aware of it, put like that.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, he definitely, that's why he won, even if we think he could have did a better job or he could have pushed back. Mm-hmm. the end of the day, that's not what that show is and uh the motherfucker got 25 million views letting cat williams say three hours worth of shit he, he won
0: yes he did either way um
1: then i said happy 14th anniversary' because it was our 14th anniversary. everybody basically just said happy anniversary i'm trying to see if anyone said anything differently because mm-hmm. there's like a bunch of comments uh right. 17 of them i'll read them uh muhammad says cheers to another year podcast and roger says happy podiversary been listening since 2013 came from twib uh keenan says happy anniversary i hope i don't offend anyone with this question but are you saying shoe booty well her name is shoe booty but the booty is spelled b-o-o-t-i-e and i don't know what it means maybe if she hears this she'll write and explain the name right uh but but yeah i am saying shoe booty just not with a y Mm-hmm. soul power says blessed potiversary, you too and Nichelle says i don't know exactly when i started listening to the pod but i remember it was when i still lived in brooklyn and that was over 12 years ago i first heard you on twib congratulations on 14 years thank you Michelle. Mm-hmm. yeah and i think you used to be like the cupcake somebody mm-hmm. I, like back on twib like mm-hmm. i remember that uh, we had like dinner with her one time, like cool people. Mm-hmm. Coach Malik says, "Happy anniversary, I'm not a day one, but been listening twelve years strong, and I appreciate all you do. Hey, look, it's very few day ones. It don't even. It, we've been doing this so long; all the days count. Thank.
0: you. Yeah, I don't. I I don't even take it personal.
1: Can Nicole says, "Happy anniversary." Dave Chappelle is doing the th- the very thing he criticized Hannah Gatsby for doing for the past few specials. I wasn't offended, but I did not laugh aloud either. It was lazy. Yeah, I think the more I think about the special, uh, now I've had a couple of weeks to think about it and I've watched some other specials that I thought were better or good. Um, I think what Chappelle did for me is he successfully lowered the bar of my expectations for him to, well, at least he wrote jokes. And I don't think that's a good thing, actually. And I'm not... One of these people that gets offended. I'm not offended. I've never been offended at any of his specials. I, I don't know that I've ever really watched a comedian that offended me. That's just not. That's not how I. I them. the My reverence and understanding of stand up is one that does not allow for me to truly be offended. Because right. my understanding is that if you got on the stage, you're at least trying to entertain me. And hopefully you're trying to be funny and tell jokes. Dave lost that for like three or four specials in a row where he just spent a lot of time not telling jokes. This last special while it's probably his second best Netflix special um, it's nowhere near his peak to me. It's just like okay he's back to at least trying to tell jokes and he's so aware that people are going to be pissed his audience is coming for people to be pissed um, in both meanings of coming, and I, something has been lost. I, like I said, I listen to people. Uh, like I was listening to Firestarter, and they were talking about the special, and it's not—it's not really a commentary on like the special or the jokes anymore. Mm-mm. It's a meta commentary on like society and people getting offended, and is he really transphobic or is he not, or is that allowed or not, and why? Why is it okay, you know, for him to be, like, super, you know, dogmatic about race, but at gender and LGBTQ issues, he can be like, fuck those people. They are the butt of the joke. That is funny. But, you know, when it, uh, I was listening to JL uh, Covan, Rain On My Parade, talk about the special and uh, what's my other, uh, and Ricky Gervais' special. And, you know, same thing. Like, it's it's no longer really about the specials. It's just about like yeah. how pissed are people? Should they be pissed? And he's kind of created a monster and it can't be put back in the box. So that's why you got people that tune in for three seconds to tell me how much they were turned off and don't watch it. And then they write for days on Facebook and Twitter about how much they're, they don't watch it. Cause they're such great people. And then you have people that, watch it but then they spend all day fighting on social media being like you're not gonna tell me that what he can say he's a genius he's a genius and it's like that's not fun for me either i've never watched a comedy special and wanted to do that if i had a good time i've never left someone's stand-up show and wanted to fight people online about it or yell at people or get on the podcast and and you know get all high and mighty about it. it that's not what i got into this you know liking stand up for and then you have people like karen that just don't even watch it because they're just so turned off by the conversation that has been created and i feel sad that dave gave into that because i think he legitimately is a comedic genius i think his better work and best work came from like a self-informed place that of shit that he had experienced and i think his best jokes seem to come from that even if he would disagree and I think this kind of Bugs Bunny poking at the the woke people and the liberals blah blah. I think I've seen so many regressive, not funny people do it that even his material is still hacked to me. It's still the same type of material that these other comedians that are not as good as Dave Chappelle do. But if you keep doing this for this long, at what point do I have to stop saying they're not as good as you and go, you're about as good as them? you're 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 on that kind of ricky gervais look at me poking the liberals thing even if i thought this last special at least you were trying to tell jokes as opposed to like preaching to me for a fucking hour um so i i did appreciate him trying to tell jokes but at this point i'm just I, i'm i'm just wistful for what he used to mean
0: i i agree and also i think uh for For me, uh, I've watched several, I don't watch as many comedy specials as you do, but I do, I have watched some comedy specials, particularly over the last year. Um, Some of them were old and some of them were current and all that type of stuff. And like I say, I consume comedy very, very different. And, you know, me and you consume comedy about the same. And when I hear people review uh, uh, specials, and they're talking about everything but the jokes. I'm not going to watch it. I'm just kind of bumper real. I'm not going to watch it. Because we're talking about everything but the motherfucking jokes. Was it funny? Did you laugh? No. We got to talk about everything else but the jokes. Then why am I here?
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's go back to the, the, the comments, though. Um. You guys share an anniversary with them insurrection naysayers. who the thought? Wallace, they share an anniversary with us. us. We, we were was, first.
0: Yes, we were first, but they stole it.
1: Uh, Dorothea says, I'm a fast fan of your podcast because your commentary is intelligent, funny, irreverent, and on point. You and Karen's laughter, pure joy. Happy Potterversary, my favorite good pod, good cast pair. Oh, thank you, oh, Dorothea. Thank you. And she was the person that, that was a new member and hit us with the donation. Oh, Appreciate you. you. A girl, Sydney. She says, "I can take just the tip to Apple from with the RSS feed. Second best discovery of twenty twenty four. Ooh, for Ooh, real, for real, girl. You just put us on to something we didn't know, know y'all that? could do that." Mm-mm. Okay, so listen, if y'all listening, you, apparently you can take, take the take Just a Tip steal. RSS feed and put it in your um, Apple, Apple podcast player. Now keep in mind, Just a Tip is still just is one bonus episode per week from one of our premium shows. Mm-hmm. Balls Deep, pre-game, spoiler movie reviews, lit, smack Smacking Good, um... Um, um the nerd off. It could be any of those, but you do we have never missed a week. You always get that extra one. Mm-hmm. Uh people need to get a life. Simone and Haley Bailey are examples, prime examples. Motherfuckers are weird as fuck to be so invested. Yo, it's yeah. It's it's so weird and I don't think I'm gonna ever really truly relate to it. Um and I hope I never become like that. I don't ever wanna be this involved in strangers' lives. I I was reading an article for balls, D sports yesterday and Tiana Taylor is, a, is, um, file, you know, she's filed for divorce and she wants like full custody of kids. And she put a lot of stuff about Amon Schumper. Of course, it's a divorce filing who knows what is true and what's not correct. But I'm just saying people shared their pictures together because they're both like amazing looking, they're black, they're in great shape. They're both celebrities and they would talk openly about their marriage and stuff in certain forms. And so people were just sharing them as like black love, black goals, black this. And then you read the divorce filing, and she's like saying the motherfuckers how all the time around the kids, and you know, is he ain't taking the the kids to to the game? He getting putting them in ride share and taking him private drivers places and shit and it's just like oh yeah that's right we don't know you Mm-mm. we know what you tell us and what you show us like we do with everybody else right so you can't really put people on too high of a pedestal b- because for most people they're not giving you the real them and they also not g- giving you enough of them they they show up when they want you to see whatever which is normal right most of normal. us aren't trying to go through all that shit in public to be honest right, good or bad it
0: ain't none of your goddamn business.
1: Uh, Neil says Happy anniversary. damn, fourteen years! Congratulations, Raphael says Happy anniversary to the best podcast in the world. You continue to be a multi-universal inspiration. Ashley says Your podcast has become one of my favorites thus far. Fourteen years is a long time. Congratulations. Why ha- What has your? I guess what has been your favorite segments throughout the years? Okay, well, Ashley, I'm gonna tell you straight up, and it's not just me, and I think I speak for pretty much everybody. But there was a period of time we used to read Baller Alert. Yes. Uh, groupie Tales on the show. Hate ass Terrell Jones. And that was always my. That was one of my favorite segments to mm-hmm. ever do. I was sad the day we ran out. I almost wanted to go back and start over and read them all again. But they erased that shit from the internet. You cannot find that shit. They are like, listen, the the game was supposed to be sold, not told, and we was telling. We was like, y'all put it on the internet. We reading it. And we had such a great fucking time, but I really feel like that's definitely been one of the all-time great segments. So, uh, and yeah, I don't even know where you would go to get them all uh, because they're just, they're just interspersed throughout the years and episodes. If you search the title of our podcast and maybe groupie or something, um, it'll give you like those episodes probably.
0: Uh, I missed that so much. We had like like theme music we played that came in. Five star chick. Yes, like that was so much much fun because this was back in the day for Instagram and and shit like that. So, uh, this is where they was telling their tales and child, they was telling it.
1: Yeah, that was amazing time. Uh, let's see what else we got. Happy pot anniversary from Alicia who says been listening since 2011. Y'all been with me from my first real job to second degree to wedding and birth of my baby. Shout out to Chill and I think his name was Austin T Jones. Uh Austin T Jones. Aww. I don't know Austin. I don't remember. Oh wait, no. I remember Austin. Um. Yeah. uh, uh, But I don't know if his last name was T. Jones. But I do remember Austin, and we talked to Chill not too long ago. Mm -hmm. Chill Uh, doing good
0: for the on the phone. Yeah, for those of you to go, I miss Chill. She doing great, y'all.
1: Chaco Choc- bean says happy anniversary i started listening because i heard my sister listening and i heard rod do the bobby Schmurder in prison countdown i thought this man is very interested in bobby's well-being mm-hmm. it wasn't oh, a game roger was on that he yeah. did that daily till that nigga got free i do not know why they had him locked up as long i and they I did know. it didn't make sense i still don't feel right about what they did to bobby maybe mm-hmm. i missed some evidence or something I wasn't on trial uh, at the trial. I wasn't a jury, so maybe there's some evidence that didn't make it to the general public. But, but mm-hmm. I never really understood why he went to jail so long. Right. Uh, Happy 14th anniversary, says James. Who says he says King Rod and Queen Karen. Thank you, with little King and Queen emojis. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Miss Barnes says Happy listener since 2018. Okay, Miss Barnes. Thank you. Okay, we appreciate you. Um, Let's go to the next episode. That was our feedback episode. We did four this week. Uh, break some rules, 2835. We had six comments. Let's get into them. Ann says, listen to this on a Monday morning, your advice about the people who break the rules are the ones who make the new rules is perfect motivation. I even quoted you on my socials. Let's go, Ann. Also, I agree with your strategy of taking the time to grow on your own instead of trying to get support from the start. The best advice I ever got was that I have to prove my good idea actually is good before other people will support it. No one will recognize your vision without proof, and that proof can only come from putting in the work. Hard, yes, but necessary. Yeah, I have a saying that I for a long time, which is most people are not going to help you until it's too late. Like till you don't you need, need to help wrap
0: till you don't need to help.
1: Now that doesn't mean that their help isn't useful or that you can't like grow with that. Right. But just a lot of times people offer you stuff and it's not really mutually beneficial. Cause it's like you proven and you can do this shit by yourself. Mm-hmm. And now they just see that you can prove it. And they're like, I want to be down with that energy with that person, with their, whatever goals they have, because I think they're going to accomplish these goals uh and bigger things later and so they try to hop on and discernment is really your your tool there yes. discerning the people that are just leeches and hoppers on that are dragging you down and the people that actually want to build something together that are similar mindset and similar work ethic it's hard to do difference. but you definitely need to parse it out mhm Happy anniversary to the Blackout Test. I remember the first episode I listened to. It was the Southern accents that got me. I live in the South, so it felt comfortable. It was the one where you were dealing with some guy who complained about Karen's voice. You took the time to correct him. I loved it. Uh, That reminds me, I need to update my iTunes review. Thank you, Ann. Thank you. Yeah. Y'all know I don't play about that, so I don't remember what it was, but... You know, hopefully they got that straight. I don't remember anybody else bringing it up, so it's probably fine. Mm -mm.
0: And that has a lot to do with why we do the five-star reviews the way we do. Yeah. We like, look, leave five-star reviews and be nice. If not, not going to read them on air. Yeah, and there's
1: also just people that have internalized anti-blackness and all kinds of classism and shit that don't understand, like, their lack of affection for the Southern black voice and associating it with illiteracy, slavery, uh, just a bunch of regressive things. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it is a, um, it is very anti-black. Yes, it is. Um, and it's and and, because it's not just about the regional dialect it's the assumptions and honestly it kind of extends to a lot of regional dialects if we're being frank like there's people that hear voices of somebody and they're from new york and they just assume like if you talk a certain type of way from new york using black slang and not you know it's like oh well clearly this person's not intelligent they can't and it's like How many fucking times do you have to be proven wrong? And how many things have you missed in your life? Because you prejudged and you were fucking wrong. You could have learned something. I um, listened to uh, T with Queen and J podcast, and they're both black women from New York. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they got heavy New York accents. Mm -hmm. But I love that. I I have love and affection for that um, because it feels authentic if that's where they're from. Yes and i you know i don't know how I, I, what, what it's like why do you want everybody to sound like the girl on tiktok voice you know uh hill shun says do y'all remember when cat williams got beat up by a kid after he threw the first punch yeah and i'm pretty sure we brought it up when we talked about it on the pregame but uh yeah yeah it is yeah but you know you can't really cat got his own reality so i don't think whatever you say cat ain't It don't matter. Yeah,
0: and he joked on himself about it. So he's like, I'm going to take the sting out of it.
1: Like, y'all think y'all punching me. I'm going to punch myself.
0: So what you going to do now?
1: Right. Um, uh, Appiah says, I'm confused by the one verdict on fucking with black people. You judged the event where people protested and the bad legislation banning black history was taken back. And you gave it the worst rating. But this was good. The banning was, of course, the worst. Um, Yeah, I think that was the one where they they were gonna ban black history being taught not books but the actual class Mm -hmm. so it was they and then they they relented because people got upset but if i'm not mistaken in that article they said they basically still planned and have the power to ban those classes right and it's still gonna fuck with me the answer isn't like it's not it's how much do you feel fucked with and the fact that my history the history of my people in america is something that is optional and seen as political and to be taken out because of the feelings of white children alleged feelings of white children it's really about their parents right it fucks with me and so sometimes it doesn't matter whether the thing is good or bad um that is happening because if i'm being honest the fact that we're still even debating this—that is still up as an option
0: fucks with me. It,
1: it's gonna—it's it, Yes, it's, it is. I am so angry about this, and that people let this happen to our country. Yes, and that people think that we can just apathy our way out of this shit. And you may see that a lot of these ratings are going to be pretty angry in 2024 because looking around at some of the happenings politically, I'm—I'm I'm already pre-mad. I'm trying not to just be ranting all the time, and I try to keep that down on the pod, but yes, sir. in general, is, is this is going to be a... You might see some higher ratings is what I'm saying. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> uh Breaking rules is obviously the right thing to do for real success. Just important to add that when you try, you don't know what rules to uh, to break for success, and you'll probably have to try multiple times. This is normal. Yeah, not, not just that, but as I said on the show, you will probably fail because most people will fail regardless of which rules you break um if especially if your goal is to be like super huge or something like that that it's very rare for anyone to get, yes, you probably will fail no matter what rules you break, but at least break the rules that like are authentic to yourself so you can have fun and live in that and if you do make it you you won't have you will have made it in a comfortable way that you don't have to fake that's what happened with us we the way we have established ourselves and We talk to podcasters all the time that used to interview us and they would say stuff like, how do y'all, you know, like keep from arguing on the show and shit? And I'm like, cause we just never, we aren't those people anyway. No, we not. So it's not like we turn the mics on and we're like, all right, Karen, I know you just called me a punk ass nigga (laughs) and I know I just called you a bitch, but it's time to record. Okay. Let's pretend to be happy. Like yeah. mm-hmm. we just never did that. So, and if that was, if we were some other couple that did argue all the time and then, then maybe that's what your podcast should be. I'm like, I wouldn't do it, but maybe it works for you.
0: Yeah, man, so. maybe it works for you, but I know me, I cannot function with that. Cause my motto is, uh, guess what? These mics going to go off and you got still look
1: at me in my motherfucking face shoe booty says rod i'm going to let your banter regarding fitness be my new rock i am in the same boat where the pandemic stopped everything in my tracks and for a few years i was trying to capture lightning in the bottom and recreate what worked for me but i'm realizing it's time to find what will work for me now everything has changed i have changed and the old routine won't work for new times i joined the Y, but have been nervous to go but i want to feel like i used to when i felt when i was active strong capable and confident yeah definitely man like um Cause like I for me for specifically, playing basketball four or five times a week, even when I was like forty-two, forty-three or whatever, that felt good. I felt good. Um, my vitals and all the shit that I go to the doctor for were strong. It was good. But man, this this last like three years of just not because I'm not a Got to go take a hike, person. That's not as fun to me. I'm not a lift weights guy. But if that's what I have to be or need to be or that's where I need to start to start over, then I'm going to do it. Um, uh, I'm working on getting a physical trainer. I just had my, like, initial interview thing where you talk about your goals and all that stuff, and they're supposed to hit me up by next week. And then I'm going to learn how to go in the gym and use the machines uh, correctly.
0: Right. Because I'm trying to tell you, them stick figures don't mean shit to me. It, like I'm ready to go. I still don't know how to fuck to use this machine.
1: And then supposedly they walk me through the workout in the machines, tell me like a routine or cycle, I think is what it's called. And then they basically instruct you like, okay, you need to do this, this and this. And then uh, repeat this three, four times a week. And, so the three or four times that I repeat it will be without them, but they'll show me the first time every week. And, uh, so I signed up for that. Um, I've never done any strength training or weight training before. Um, since high school, uh, maybe I took a class in college, but that, that nigga didn't, that teacher did not check on anything. We was just in there doing whatever. Um, so, I yeah, I'm looking forward to that to see, you know, what I can learn and see how it affects my body and stuff. Um, I've already started working on, like, diet stuff uh, as far as, like, and I don't mean diet, like, fat diet, but just, like, uh, lifestyle, what you eat, what you mm-hmm. eat. I just, I've just i been working on that stuff since early December, um, mm-hmm. and it has been working. It's, yeah. You know, like I said, I've been trying some healthy alternative snacks and all that shit, but um, just also, like, when I eat, um uh what i eat how i what I cook we pretty much don't eat doordash and stuff anymore, mm-hmm. like maybe once or twice a week at at most, mass, but right? sometimes no most mass. of the time not not even that right um and i've just and I've just been doing more like things to prepare myself for uh you know good habits because also you get older and your body changes like yes your metabolism goes down your testosterone goes down your ability to process sugar goes down your your liver like all this shit is finite and starts going down so then it's like all right man i can either like be like, fuck it. If I just, you know, I'm just living my life. I don't give a fuck, which is fine. I don't yeah. judge nobody. Y'all don't never really hear me on here talk about nobody's Mm-mm. health or weight or whatever. That's your choice. Uh, I only, only talk about mine and I don't mm-hmm. try to talk about mine in any negative voice. I don't right. try to be on here like, I'm just a fat piece of shit. I don't do that. I don't find, I don't find motivation in that. You know, I know that's other people's motivation, but I try to make this a space where people don't have to hear that bullshit um especially because there's already so many people attacking folks appearances and bodies uh constantly anyway Mm -hmm. um and people are extremely fat phobic towards themselves and others and we just live with it you know yes sir especially because we still are children and we think it's funny you know everybody's mad at dave chappelle blah 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 but how many of them shared cat williams and his fat phobia how many of them shared stephen a smith and his fat phobia like they don't really live their raps anyway. It, we're still children about that shit. Um how many people are mad at celebrities for using Ozempic and losing weight? Like mm-hmm. it's 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 just re- kind of ridiculous. So I don't want to if I can help it, I try not to contribute to that. I I won't lie though. Some of that shit is funny to me. I'm not, I'm oh, still yeah. a child. I'm not I'm not I'm a not saint. above it, but yes. Um uh when when Stephen a smith called jason was like a fat bitch it, i did laugh like a motherfucker i'm it not came,
0: it came i wasn't ready it came it was out just, of
1: nowhere yeah like i this the goal isn't to tell y'all i'm perfect i'm a saint and i'm perfect mm-hmm. I, I, I i identify with people the same way y'all do but yeah um my point being like uh i i i'm with you and i would like to do that i normally don't share this kind of stuff on the show anyway but um in our banter segment, it's about what we've been up to. So that's what we've been doing. And, you know, and, and even before this physical training shit, uh, I've still been just going to the Y three, four, five times a week and like shooting around walking, um, you know, and on top of, you know, I still have my Peloton here. still have the Mm -hmm. virtual VR headset stuff. Um, I just want to get back active, man. I can't keep waiting on basketball. Uh, to come back because yeah. i don't know if these niggas are ever coming back to playing basketball at the time that i play
0: right and and, and, and the times that you desire and like i said it's it's been an, an adjustment like i say and uh the thing is it's a process and it's very hard to go through the process and when you do these things people think you just have to do these extreme things you don't you can just basically try things you like it great and you could just put it into your into your everyday routines where it's not like this big shift because if you do big sweeping changes you're not going to stick with it you know yourself you know what you're gonna do and what you ain't gonna do so you have to do things that's convenient for you that fits in the time frame for you and and, and this what's best for your life versus doing all these extreme things out there and then you don't stick
1: to well it. it's just different people are different some people mm-hmm. do do that some people do make extreme changes and it fucking works for them. Um, but I'm just trying something that I've never tried before to see if it works for me. Right. So, you know, like you can't knock it. If you, I mean, if you've never fucking tried it, why it's like when people knock new year's resolutions, but they've never done one. So then like, you kind of tell yourself you can't do one basically. Um, like I'm, I'm pulling, I'm pouring into that new year's resolution energy and being like, let's see what happens. Maybe I'll stick with it. Maybe I don't, but what was I going to do before is nothing. Right. So might as well try something. Uh, But yeah, I just want to feel, I want to feel good. That's it. Uh, Brooklyn shoe, babe says, wasn't there a rape scene in players club? Didn't ice cube have a hand in making that movie? He did. I don't remember that scene and how graphic it was and whatnot. His thing in his, um, he did not say, and I think the word choices people, it went over people's head. He didn't say he wouldn't put a rape scene in the movie. He said one, he doesn't like showing that stuff, meaning he wouldn't want to show like the graphic, like s- assault of someone. Right. So you might see um, quote
0: unquote maybe the aftermath, but not the right, right, not the actual event. According itself. to him,
1: this is what he said. Now, I, I haven't watched Flair's Club in a long time, In a long time. Uh, but I just don't, and I don't remember the 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 scene specifically, but. You know, if you cut away or you hear somebody screaming or something, it sounds like that's what he was talking about doing in Friday. But, so his thing was like, I wasn't going to actually show Cat Williams' character being sexually assaulted. That's not funny to me. But he is saying that the the idea of him being sexually assaulted in that bathroom, that would have been in the script and possibly in the film without showing it and been played for laughs. I, I'm not here to really debate all that shit mm-hmm. i you know times change and people change and all this shit so mm-hmm. and i i know some people have, have found jokes about rape hilarious in movies and tv and comedy and some people have never found that shit funny debate amongst yourselves is not for me i don't make those movies anyway evie says i'm happy Haley Haley bailey announced her pregnancy on her terms i follow her on social media and the number of comments demanding she announced her pregnancy was so entitled we don't know her she and she owes me nothing. I hope she never shows her baby on social media ever. She already has. But, of course, uh, people are already demanding it. I could never be a celebrity because someone would get cussed out. Yeah, that's that's facts. Like, I definitely do not have a temperament. Uh, somebody would have said some shit to me and I would have just had a bad day. And everybody would have said, damn. Uh, CMH818 <laughs> says, Cat Williams didn't need the plastic cup boys to back him up. Uh, I guess talking about Kevin Hart and uh, how you had the plastic cup boys uh, making jokes about hilarious um, making jokes about Cat Williams on that NBA broadcast. Um, Who will win and who will win a Kevin Hart versus Cat Williams decathlon? Cat Williams or Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart. The majority of our audience agrees with Karen. 66% say Kevin Hart. 33% say Cat Williams. Um, and then the poll on Spotify, very close six. I mean, about the same 60% Kevin Hart, 40% Cat Williams. So the majority of us think Kevin Hart would win a decathlon against Cat Williams, regardless of that video of him running in that gym. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't normally toot my own horn, but today I'm honking this bitch. J. Cole was the quote of the show. Wallace says, which horn you honking? Naysayer. (laughs) Ah, Roger says, it's crazy how Cat Williams is how now these niggas top five comedians all of a sudden yes prisoner of the moment uh jane says political neutral naysayer please shout out to the missouri students for taking a stand against that school district's nonsense um yeah Uh, uh malik's coach malik says honk that shit Raphael says i'm actually working on two podcast projects and learning a new language right now gotta be able to sell the hustle in a new market thank you for this talk i needed it talk your shit rod and karen uh, don't get arrested. Hey, AC, Mister Span says, as a fellow OG podcaster, let me tell me tell you, y'all was cooking on this mofo today, and I appreciate y'all talk- taking the time to talk about what it means to make it in this space. Thanks, Mister Span.
0: Thank you,
1: Mister Span. DJ Zenway says, wow, hey guys, thanks for this. Uh, it's so on time for me right now in 2024. Saving this. Please listen to Cat Williams' interview. He never claimed to have written the part. He enhanced the part. I mean, I did listen to it and, uh, yeah, that's fine, man. I, 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 I heard him use it, the written thing interchangeably. And, um, I think maybe you got to go back and listen again. Well, you know, because he did say no one else could have played this part. Cause I wrote this part. And I think what he's saying is his enhancement, his comedian, whatever is the crux of that character. And I don't think that him and, um, ice cube were like i don't think either one of them was lying or anything it just feel like uh some wires got crossed there i don't i don't think that makes anybody necessarily wrong there um and then carrie just put a bunch of emojis for celebrations or something i I don't i don't know uh (laughs) (laughs) carrie was just doing his own thing with the emojis okay um all right let's get to the next two episodes but first i need to play some music so we can get this motherfucking money Psycho, Psycho. Music Music let's get to the next episode Twenty eight thirty six. be his coretta four comments Ah! Um, abby says i'm concerned with how jonathan majors is talking about his new girlfriend because i recognize an unhealthy dynamic i hope i'm wrong and they are fine or fake or and i'm just reminded of some stuff i experienced in one bad relationship in the past He builds her up as his savior. He says she is an angel, not like all the other bitches in the past. She is a good woman. There's a lot for such a a short relationship, too much and too fast. If the relationship goes bad, she will, if she is like many other women, hesitate to leave out of guilt. She can't leave him because he would collapse. She has to save him with love, and she doesn't want to be like all the other bad women who failed him. That's a pretty bad dynamic, but as I said, I hope I'm wrong yeah i have no idea once again with these grown-up ass strangers that we don't really know that just act for a living um i do think the way he talks about her is weird um especially with them being together supposedly for such a short period of time um megan good is basically silently just stood by his side through all the slings and arrows and whatnot um and uh who was it it was it was um Nahima from T with Queen and uh, J, Nahima on uh, Twitter, that made such a great point that I think it was her. I'm pretty sure it was her. But when he brings up that Coretta shit on national TV about Megan Good, that is also definitively a, there's almost no way his ex would not see that. And it's kind of a shot at her. I can see that. Like this woman is the woman you wouldn't be for me, mm-hmm. uh, which says a lot. Which says a lot. Now I know if she's a white woman. We supposed to hate them and shit, but I don't really go for all that. Me either. If somebody got you know is in an abusive relationship, I'm not like, well, you a white bitch, too bad. Like, it's mm-hmm. I just feel like that's all very unfortunate shit. And right. um, time will tell on Jonathan Majors and all that stuff if he's yep. genuinely changes, like the Ray Rice thing um but so far it doesn't sound like he feels like he did much wrong and even the earlier stuff with the text message about don't go to the hospital people don't seem that concerned about that and i find that weird i don't know why but that bothers me more than the the if you don't feel so strongly about the night of the in question i don't blame you i really think that is confusing i don't know what happened i really don't um but the text messages about don't go to the hospital scene kind of cut and dry to me. Like, I understand it's not a beyond a reasonable doubt thing, but I can't, he never offered an explanation that made sense and they don't seem to be asking him to give an explanation that makes sense about what the fuck was he talking about. And so, you know, and in that interview when he pivots to like, I think I would have, what I learned from that night is I needed to just get out the car or something. And I'm like, yeah, and then I shouldn't have ignored the red flags. I'm like, the red flags of you putting her and need to go to the hospital? Who <laughs> waving these flags? Like, what the fuck is happening? Am I... <laughs> well, this is crazy. Right. Justin says... The thing that's wild about the whole Color Purple and Oprah stuff is that most of the people talking bad about how Oprah didn't do anything to help, refuse to, or haven't even seen the movie because it's black trauma porn or whatever excuse they have to not see the movie. Right. Uh, just look at the box office. The film was made about $56 million, and I've seen people say how underpaid Taraji has always been, and she should be making just as much as Brad Pitt or whoever, but they won't see the movie she's in. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I hear what you say. I don't I don't really have much to push back on that. I just think it's a complicated thing and the movie budget slash how much actors make thing is already a rigged game, rigged playing field. There are actors who lose the most money in Hollywood, who also get paid some of the most money in Hollywood, and there's no rhyme or reason to it you know i i forget who i was on the list at the time but i know will smith was on the list for a long time of people that we associate with oh my god movie star and then they just have certain projects that just keep losing money and they keep getting big paydays to lose money again um and it's not really reflecting on their acting ability Mm -mm. could just be the projects they pick right budget promotion could be a lot of stuff but i think we all can agree that black actresses are underpaid and kind of get the shit into the the stick with a lot of these things. And so I think that's where you're going to find common ground, but yeah, I, I, I will always have a bit of a annoyance at black people who complain about black trauma movies or black history movies or black, or slavery movies or whatever, I have a bone to pick with them to a certain extent because a lot of that work, especially when it's made for us and by us, is good work. Right. And there's no shame in it. It's not the Hollywood or the Illuminati or anybody trying Mm -hmm. to, like, come get you.
0: Right, and I still feel like this. You get in your, like, white people, you get in your feelings about it, and all of a sudden, because you get in your feelings about it, it cannot exist.
1: And the last thing is, I don't say shit like black trauma, because I find that to be um, ridiculous. Because the vast majority of movies have some level of trauma in them, it, even if it's a rom com and it's just someone getting cheated on. What makes it black? You know what I mean. Whenever it's some black people struggling, it, it's trauma. It's black trauma. But when the motherfucking they make the movie about the poor people that work at Amazon, that's just a movie. And no one's talking about white trauma. All these fucking movies about opioids and shit like that. And these trailer park ads. Like, we don't call 8 Mile white trauma. So stop. Just stop, man. Black people are, we're allowed to paint with every brush in our toolkit as well. And stop fucking limiting us. You don't have to watch it. I'm cool with that. That's why I'm not going to join you in the, like, y'all won't even watch the movie. Don't watch it if you don't want to. But just don't make me, put me as a creative in a fucking box. Uh, M.D. Aria says, I hope Jonathan Major gets help. I truly do. This person needs help. It seems like everyone forgot the initial assault conversation and text messages where he told her not to go to the hospital for the first time. And speaking of Coretta, the internet says she, he was civil rights attractive, so now he needs his black woman to hold him down. Everyone wants a Coretta, but are you a Martin Luther King? That's what I'm saying. Hey. But also, Martin Luther King was cheating. Uh E. says... <laughs> Y'all ain't shit for that show, Art. Jonathan Major's obsession with Coretta Scott King goes to show he has no real knowledge about her besides being someone's wife instead of acknowledging her as an activist in her own right. One of her children had to check him on that. I think he may have mentioned her again in his interview to make light of his tape conversation that went viral, and that just makes it even worse. I don't think his career is over, but I think it will never be on the same trajectory it was before it all came back came out. Yeah, because that was the poll. Well, Jonathan Major's work again was the poll. But let me check the comments on YouTube. We got one. Lakita says, I think we're missing the fact that he doesn't have a Coretta fetish. This naysayer just thinks MLK clearly thinks he's MLK. Clearly Lovecraft Country infiltrated his mind, and he really think he died for the cause. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, he, like, yeah. I think, honestly, if I'm being serious for a second, I really think he sees Coretta as a woman who was with a great man and put up with everything that came with being a great man.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that is what made her a great woman. Right. Because that's the way he's been, he's used it in the context that it's come up a couple times. And he can go back and try to clean it up, but I don't, I think he spoke as, that was his truth. Um, and and he said Michelle Obama too. So like not, you know. I think it says more about how he views himself as Barack or MLK. And I'm not trying to be pejorative here, but you're just an actor. You're just an actor. You're not the president. You're not the activist that got killed at like 30 some years old for being one of the greatest men this country's ever produced. You're not putting it on the line like that. You're mm-hmm. not in the streets. You're not voicing our causes. You're just doing acting work, which is fine. No one was expecting more from you. Mm-mm. So, elevating yourself to you doing this for your people and shit just feels weird to me already. Yes. Um. Maybe if he had a mass, like a long career or something, but I don't even think Denzel Washington would say some shit like that. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I just, I just don't... Yeah, I I think he has an overinflated sense of ego from what I'm gathering. Uh, yeah, the poll. Will he work again? He'll be just fine. 88% think he'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. 9% think his career is over. And 2% think his career will be even bigger. Um, Which is... Uh, that's wild. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> They're like, he coming all the way back. 81% think he'll be just fine on Spotify. 17% think his career is over. 1% think he'll be even bigger. Um... I don't know if I'm being real. I don't know. I feel like he'll mostly be fine. Uh, I definitely think his trajectory is going to decrease. But part of the reason I think his trajectory is going to decrease is because of how he's playing this. He seems very much like, guys, it's no big deal. Put me back in movies. And, bro, you haven't even been sentenced yet.
0: Yes, yeah, that's, that's not how that works.
1: And and I think that I think that interview was a bad look for a lot of people it turned off. that even if they kind of had your back they saw that I saw people that have his back even showing that interview laughing at some of it you know picking on his fashions and a lot of memes about Megan you know good being there like girl you okay blink twice you know you need some help but like yeah like this is not gonna be a quick thing for you Mm-mm. and I think it's the kind of thing where you probably have to go away quietly continue to work and build yourself back up to a certain extent if it's possible. But I I think he may even be hurting his chances at that. You know, Nate Parker is working again. He just is never going to, he was on a trajectory to catapult into leading man status. Right. And I think it'll, he'll never have that now Mm -hmm. because it was sexual assault. And then the way he kind of tried to explain it, it just, is it just it never really it never really measured up to what people wanted to hear and i'm not saying that there's any way he was going to i don't even know the right way to play that it's right. just it came up it, it was something that did happen and you can either say i had nothing to do with it it was all fake or you got to say i did it i'm responsible and i hope people can forgive me but yeah it's j- just kind of playing middle of the road of like i'm very sensitive to this da, 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 da and you know i respect women and i would never do that but also this bitch line or whatever it was it just it wasn't gonna work so anyway uh q a was shout out to all the civil rights bays uh curly nigga says yeah i thought nate parker was gonna be okay career-wise that doesn't appear to be the case yeah um people always say that but do y'all go look up his imdb he's working
0: They, they don't it's just the fact that he's not in shit that they're looking or watching and he's not like being pushed out and like in the public eye like he used to So people just assume that you're doing nothing and that's not always so
1: yeah like he birth of the nation was 2016 and he's done well no hold on i'm wrong i'm wrong i uh he's done american skin 2019 and I know I can which is a short 2020 so no I'm wrong he hasn't been working yeah maybe he won't be okay I don't think he was as big as Jonathan Majors was but yeah maybe y'all right shit fuck that uh Nichelle says years ago Robin Thede did a hilarious sketch called Real Housewives of Civil Rights Movement and this interview reminded me of it I think it's on YouTube hilarious yeah uh Ida B. Wells James Clay says more like Ida B. fine if you know what I'm saying (laughs) Guess who says, why does he keep bringing Coretta Scott King up? I'm baffled by his obsession with Coretta. Sounds like he wants a woman to be his mother instead of his partner. Malik, uh, Coach Malik says, damn, that beat for the banner section was bumping in the truck. Hey, we got some bangers over here. Ty Flojan says, come on through, Betty Shabazz. <laughs> <laughs> Roger's going down a rabbit hole. Eddie Bola says, Terrence Howard still works. I think he'll work again. Give it time. Yeah, see, that's the thing, too. People point to Nate Parker, which I said is a pretty extreme case. But we have a ton of people that have sexual assault allegations, credible uh, assault allegations, credible Me Too stories that are working, and everyone ignores them. Anthony Anderson has uh, all kinds, like, he's working. He's working, and no one gives a fuck. Like, Kobe, like, he died, and we cried for him. Like, we like motherfuckers cherry pick just the ones that they go see what happened to so and so. But we have a lot of ones where it's like we don't say what happened to them because nothing happened. They still around. I don't know if he'll Jonathan Majors will be one of them or not, but I just know it happens and it's not exclusively a white thing. Mm -mm. Um, Roger says you can't turn a Nancy Reagan into a Coretta King. i'm uh yamonte says i'm looking for the ruby d to my Ozzy davis (laughs) (laughs) a classic negro nose kind of love uh magnificent breezy says great episode as always but that cover picture had me in the group chat chat cackling cracking oh yeah shout out to the group chat and the cover art was coretta kissing martin luther king on the on the cheek and uh Jonathan Majors is looking on like he's cheering ah, That for shit it. was
0: fucking hilarious.
1: Mr. Span says, Having met Miss Scott King once, I agree with Major. She's a great woman. I had a big-ass booger in my nose as I was talking to her. She never said a thing about it. She's 10 out of 10 with me. Wow, that is gross and also endearing. <laughs> Leash says, You know what would be hilarious if Majors next role was a civil rights leader? If I could make that happen, I would. Yo, he need to play MLK. And Carrie says, shout out to Rod for running the Black Liberation Baddies list off the dome. Respect. That's what I do, Carrie. Okay. <laughs> this is, it's, there's a small subsection of podcast that... <laughs> did that, you go get that from? Yeah. It's a niche It's a niche market. I don't B- know. Very niche. I didn't know if anybody was going to really appreciate that, well, but I'm glad, did, I'm glad you did, brother. I'm glad you did. We found a fan that was like, okay, off the dome. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Black liberation baddies. Somebody said, "Yeah, we love them over here." Okay, I'm listen. I'm still a dude. Uh, all right, let's go to uh the last episode of the week, twenty eight thirty seven. Not really big on fatherhood. Appia says, we don't have garbage disposals here in Germany. I've never seen one in kitchen here ever. Wonder why that is. Verbal abuse. I doubt that it really goes up or if the scientists in the past didn't even ask about it in the past, like they didn't even care about it. I don't yell at my kids regularly, but it happened a few times. Not often. I always apologize. I think it's important to talk about it, but it's hard to be perfect at it. Oh, garbage disposals are banned in Europe. I just found out. They, say, they see them as a danger for the pipes in the environment. We do compost in a bin and use the compost for garden plants to separate the trash like good Germans do. Well, we love to see it. Mm-hmm. Shoe Booty says, I saw some video yesterday saying you shouldn't pour pasta water down your drain for the same, same reason. Starch buildup. Respectfully, no. I won't be doing that. <laughs> what else am I supposed to do with my pasta water? Dig a hole <laughs> out back and put it, give it back to the earth?
0: Right. That don't make sense.
1: The video suggested giving it to our your house plants or your or your garden, and there's no way I'm gonna have my plants in my house stinking like old spaghetti or attracting critters outside with my pasta enriched tulips. <laughs> Wangangi says, uh, "The dump, I dump my weird non toxic organic waste liquids on my neighbor's tree that is growing through my fence. That's
0: smart. <laughs> if only we all had neighbors like that." Right.
1: Gina Gay says, listen, y'all talk about verbal abuse. I'm not surprised it's trending upwards. A lot of parents are well aware that it's not okay to hit our children and there are lots of societal repercussions for doing so. But yelling and screaming seems to be still on the that's what parents do table for many parents. It's sort of like a well, at least don't hit them kind of mentality, which is dangerous, but definitely out there. I can also see it as a rebellion against gentle parenting trend, which I've heard people say means you are abdicating responsibility. I don't agree. I can see lots of parents not even understanding that yelling can even be abusive. Hearing that it can be so damaging was surprising though. Uh, It makes sense. Can't try to teach my kid about controlling big feelings when I don't, right? Right. Thanks for bringing it to my attention. No problem. And I'm glad you uh, found it, you know, uh, informational. I did too. I did not know that shit.
0: Right. And and this is something where it's so common that people don't really even think about it and they don't comprehend how it affects people. You know, people people know it affects people, but people really don't think... People know it affects people, but when it comes to children, because I can't speak for you else, but here in America, children are considered property. Like, that's your property. You own it like you own a chair. Mm-hmm. So because of that the way people uh, uh, process it is a little different. People go, well, you know, if I, I'm going to treat this child like it's a chair, quote unquote, so what I do to it, no, I'm not kicking it, I'm not beating it up, but, you know, I am, quote unquote, might be abusing it, but that's okay because it's mine. And I think sometimes that's very hard for people to understand. And people have normalized yelling. People go, well, I'd rather you yell at me than beat me. Well, it could still affect, people and things and stuff just as much and sometimes even even worse sometimes because there's a things and it wasn't until i became an adult but there were things that were said to me as a child that i literally held on to until i was an adult and let it go so those words actually do mean things
1: yeah um yeah and i think i have to disagree with apia i trust the scientists here and i think that if they say it's trending upwards i believe them you know um EVE says at least uh, NBA Young Boy is honest. I don't think anyone who has several children with a bunch of different baby mamas is really interested in fatherhood. And that includes Nick Cannon because how can you effectively parent several children in different households? Someone is bound to be neglected. It's all about ego with these types of men. Yeah, as I always say, the kids will be tell the real story.
0: Yeah. And if the you, kids are going
1: to be adults one day.
0: Yeah. And if you were there, they're going to say it. And if you wouldn't, they're going to say it too.
1: Yeah, the kids will get to tell their side. People have been coming for Vivica Fox all week because of what she allegedly said. People were coming for her career as if she wasn't an Independence Day for Kill Bill and Soul Food. She has iconic roles. People who are perpetually online just be making shit up, right? Mm-hmm. And could have read the article. It's in the article. She supports Damn. Taraji. Yeah, they're not gonna read. She has had a different experience, but she's glad Taraji and other black actors are speaking up about theirs. What the fuck? Why do we have to hate so much? Ugh. Don Lemon is coming out with a show on Twitter. We will never hear from him again. Does it take a cost to have a show on Twitter? Yep. And I've never seen it or heard anybody talk about it. Mm-mm. Remember when he used to go viral every week because of dumb ass shit he used to say? Anyone heard from him lately? I haven't exactly. For whatever people want to say, legacy media television still has, it's still the big joker, it's still the big dog. And it's the reason that. Bill Maher, when he's doing a season, goes viral every Saturday morning with just a very archaic old man take. But it ha- it works. We're talking about it on social media because it was on TV. If it would have just happened on social media, if Bill Maher had a show on X, no one would give a fuck. Nope. You know who's trolling on X? Everybody's trolling on X. Mm-hmm. So if, 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 if Don Lemon wants to put his show on X or whatever... And I'm only saying X because I feel like Don Lemon signed up for X. He did. He didn't sign up for Twitter. Mm -mm. (laughs) You got in late, my man. Okay. Anyway. um, And I, and also like, I saw like his, cause they all have to make the same statement when they sign these things to be like press release. And it's already that I can finally have freedom of speech, man. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It wasn't about freedom of speech. That's not the problem. and you don't have that on x and twitter anyway they're gonna fucking delete accounts they're gonna they they're always moderating some shit shut Mm -hmm. shut up um and i'm not rooting against them but it's just i hate when they put that out because it validates elon musk and that platform as this thing that it's not uh let's see any comments on youtube on this episode for not really big on fatherhood 2837 no comments on youtube let's go to the polls did you, do you put the wrong stuff in your garbage disposal? Yes. 26% yes. Um, 75% no. 74% no. 41% yes on Spotify. 58% no.
0: Yes, because here in America, it's the garbage disposal. Like, bitch, you chew up shit. Like, that's your whole ass job. Like, they don't teach you that, you know, the sugar water turns to start. They're like, the
1: fuck am I supposed to know that? Like Yeah, I, I say yes as well although i did find that thing informative and i've been watching what i put down there lately and since i'm the one that does the majority of that stuff uh hopefully that's a good thing in our house mm-hmm. um dr uzo says that poll. so i'm sorry it, i got this rich ass lifestyle chaka con was A. a dr uzo 82 says that poll should have an option for not anymore had to learn about the eggshell thing the hard way mm. Bookland Shoe Babe says, "I live in NYC. Our apartments rarely or never have garbage disposals. I don't have that. This rich ass lifestyle." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Michelle says, "Love yeah, a lot tr- of them shits was made back in the back in the
1: nineteenth century. So yes, a lot of that's why they don't have garbage disposals. you also don't have central AC." Mm-mm. Michelle says, "Love a true diva like Shaka Khan. Also, a plumber friend told me to not use the disposal at all because most pipes are old. Uh c- c- Yeah, well then stop putting it in the fucking thing then." that can not- nicole says i i aim to have the same unbothered rich auntie energy as queen shaka ash Gwosh says uh do they even make divas like shaka aretha emirai anymore we need more of this uh, can they make them because they came at us motherfuckers time. seem to hate people that do fuck shit now and if they don't hate them, then they have to do this weird stand thing where they defend the, f- like, oh, she married a rapist? Yay! Like, w- there's no in-between I think at that time, because one, these people didn't have social media. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff was whisper campaigns and rumors and somebody, some other celebrity telling you a story about them, mm-hmm. or they do an interview and, and, and they have a lot of personality. I think now they're going directly to us through Instagram and stuff, so I think these divas do exist, but what that what's changed is the mystique around them there's no more mystique um we the the ones that are considered divas now are the ones that still treat us like it's 1975 and don't tell us shit unless it's time to sell something Come on beyonce uh rihanna right so they still exist but um there was never like oh it wasn't like there was always 50 divas like it's always gonna be a few um lastly carrie says shaka bin Bay, and i'm a firm supporter of her slowing down all right that is uh it for the uh wait let me make sure i think i saw one more comment that need to be published or something um oh yeah there was one more okay why isn't it showing up
0: you know should they get deleted or removed
1: i don't know huh all right well oh it says flagged. what does that mean oh Quee said young boy or key taylor says young boy said fuck them kids he just here to spray man milk all over them vaginal walls. I can see what that got flagged.
0: I can, I can see. see.
1: They was like, uh, nope. They was like, you you posted that. They said, noted, but we won't be posting this. Especially when you say young boy, not like they don't know that that's NBA young boy.
0: Oh, uh, okay, right? Yeah. Cause they'd be like, yeah, you talk, you might be talking about the kids. We can't be posting that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: makes sense to me. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh let's get to um the voicemails. Uh- <laughs> All right, let's get to the voicemail y'all know the phone number let's do it
3: hey guys it's kiana so i'm getting caught up on episodes and i'm currently listening to the one with jl covan and y'all were doing guest race. and you were talking about the officer who um got in trouble for um essentially making porn while he was in uniform <clears throat> and it reminded me of something so i worked in local government for like almost 12 13 years at this point point. and one of my jobs i worked as a police clerk in a police department It was like my very first police job. And we had a chief of police who was, honestly, he never should have had the job. He was very, very underqualified. But the mayor at the time liked him, so he got the job. We got a new mayor. She wasn't going for his shit, and so he got fired. Once he got fired, all of his stuff got turned into me because I kept inventory of all the equipment that was issued, and I got his work uh, textbook, which is the laptop that they use. So I'm going in so I can reset it, wipe it clean. This was when Skype was popping. And his Skype automatically opened up uh, when I turned on the computer. And his profile picture was a very shiny, greased-up penis. Now, hopefully it was his, but it was a greased-up penis on a government computer. And I just what? remember being shocked and mortified and having, like, secondhand embarrassment for him. Um, he didn't take getting fired well, and he called me soon after that. And was like, "Yeah, watch your back because they're probably going to try to fire you next because I'm not there to protect you." And I'm like, "Nah, my boy, you was wilding out having dick pics as your profile pictures <laughs> on on your fucking work computer. Like, of I all the things confused? to do, I don't know why you chose to do that." But anyway, you telling that story just made me think of it. So I hope y'all are staying warm and safe. Happy New Year!
0: Love
1: you Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my he was like, that got me, they getting you too. No, doubt. Nah, I, I, I don't got shiny dick pics on my uh, Skype login. Mm. Yeah, don't,
1: don't put me in there with you, homie.
0: Mm-mm. Like, I'm good. I got to pick that shit up and went straight to IT and be like, hey, y'all, like, I'm letting y'all know I didn't do shit to this. Y'all clean it. Do what y'all need to do. Take, out, take it off of there, and I'll take it from there
1: yeah don't ever put me in your shit i hate when motherfuckers are fucking up and try to add me like man it's hard for both of us out here no Mm -mm. i'm not putting porn on my work computer right my my avatar is not a dick pic sir so i'm gonna need you to keep that to yourself
0: Mm -mm, mm -mm. i'm i i i I don't have mr glossy in balls out here right that's you
1: put your dick away and stop acting like we the same right uh all right let's go to the next voicemail oh my god uh this is from Nikki. Mm-mm-mm.
4: Hey, Rod. Hey, Karen. Hopefully this sounds good because I'm driving. Uh, but I was listening to the episode about Jonathan Majors and his career. greatest Scott King um, has a black female who is dated. Well, I'm in, I'm, I've been with my husband for about eight years total. But someone who's dated in the last decade. I have been on dates with said black dudes like that. And I, you know, this is just a generalization. This but they tend to be a little bit weird. Like and I agree with you and Karen of they're not looking for a woman who's like, you know, an activist, you know, all of that. They're looking for a woman to put up with their shit. So the one of the um um I'm I'm not sure I'm Nicole from um Three Guys On. Mm-hmm. I'm there every Saturday and there was a one episode they were they're messing with me about my white husband. I dated a black guy, um, well, we were on one date, we did not date, and he mentioned that in the date, that's absolutely red flag, we like, said, this isn't going to work. When I ended up meeting my husband, and I posted a picture of him, he was like, oh, so you with a white man? I said, yeah, you're looking for Coretta Scott um, King? I was looking for David Bowie. Obviously, we have <laughs> different things But it's But it's just comical, and I, I find it as a, I, I took it as like, what? Yeah, insult. But that's all I got to say. There, there's, there's, that's a correlation with crazy and wanting, uh, a correct a Scott King, AKA a submissive black woman who will let you do what the fuck you want and won't say nothing. But that's all. You guys have a great Saturday. Uh, if you guys want to 3GO, um, this Saturday, I will see you guys then.
1: Yeah. Aww, um, you. yeah, that, and that is yeah, it's such a red flag I, mm-hmm. for me too. Why do you even want that? Just using that language, I'd be like, "What the fuck? We got to, what?" And it's never like a, it's never like a, a equality thing. Mm-mm. Um, like, um, like, um, Ida B. Wells had a husband. I know his last name was Barnett, but let me just make sure. I don't want to fuck up his, uh, his first name because mm-hmm. I'm. I know what I want to say. Oh, Ferdinand Lee. Ferdinand Lee Barnett. And if you read uh, Ida Sword Among Lions, that was a man who also was an activist, also was very civic minded and all that stuff. But that's a man who was so far ahead of his time when it came to respecting what his wife did, understanding it was a mission for her, it was a goal for her. And even back during that time of the turn of the, the century, it was not a, okay, so it's time for you to have these babies and fucking be a wife and do all this shit. Like, she, like, he was like, no, I understand, and we're equals in this. And it doesn't mean they didn't have any disagreements or or what. They eventually did have kids and stuff, but it wasn't like that's your goal is to stay home and take pictures and make people think I'm a great guy. And I think that's what Jonathan Majors keeps hinting at, and honestly, dog, I feel that way about a lot of niggas that talk that, like, king and queen shit. They they only use the term queen because they feel like the queen is subservient to the king. It's not yes. a matriarchal queen. It's not a queen because we're equals. It's I rule and you submit. All, all them niggas that say stuff like submit and that kind of support, it's, it's weird. And a lot of them have hyper, they have fictionalized who they are in the state of america and in the state of black life we of all races cannot truly afford patriarchy it is hazardous to us we should reframe the way we teach our children in my opinion the way we teach our boys and be more about partnership and equal support because that is the real reality of america And I understand that assuaging and capitulating to a man's ego is part of the patriarchal design of this country and men's feelings and emotions. They have to feel like a man, no matter how the fuck life is treating them. They need to come home and you as a woman need to make them feel like a man, which means shrinking yourself for their ego. So it doesn't matter what they do for a living, who's making the most money you had to somehow make them feel like they're essentially like these old school, leave it to beaver ass white men. And I just think we should erase that entire paradigm. We've never had it no, in America. Black people have never been afforded that in mass. They have made sure the men stayed um, underpaid under, uh, underemployed and over incarcerated. And they made sure that the women, Ne- always stayed overworked they our, yes. our black women have always had to either work for themselves out in the fields when they did have marriages and they did uh have families they still were doing labor in their family when they weren't doing that they were doing labor for white people because white people were never really about doing their own work when black when they could afford or force black people to do the work for them right. so we've never had that idealistic Version of America where the father comes home, the wife has already made a drink for him, and she's uh and she greets him at the st- at the sh- at the door with his drink and takes his slippers off. We ain't have that. No. So if we would stop romanticizing that and motherfuckers that make like forty thousand dollars a year stop acting like data prize or whatever the right. fuck, I think we could get by that, past that. But yeah, I'm sure. Anecdotally and and a micro level, dealing with that shit in the dating game, has to be hella frustrating because a lot of black men still buy into that shit.
0: Yeah, and and a lot of that, even for them, it was a goddamn illusion. Like like a lot of people fail to realize that whole the man works and comes home and 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 there's nothing wrong with it if your if your household is structured like that. But that shit was an illusion because when they do that, they also don't talk about a lot of the abuse that may have happened. A lot of the, guess what, guess what that, doing that period of time, guess what women couldn't have? Homes, money, bank bank account, drive, boat, like the fuck are we talking about?
1: Yeah, own property. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, Next voicemail.
2: Hi, you two. It's Allegra. Um, I am catching up on the shows and I just... um, was listening to twenty eight thirty the social justice um death penalty episode with j l on on. I love when he's on by the way. it's uh always a good time. I love the the political talk. <laughs> um but I just wanted to add a, a, like two cents onto your rant, um your justified rant uh, rod, and that is we also live in a culture that doesn't um, doesn't promote change. Nor does it promote be uh, acknowledging when you're wrong. So if you see if if you have a visceral re- reaction to something, and or an action or something that has happened, and then that thing has changed, meaning what you your example of um you know Rice and and his you know uh, penance and you know kind of becoming better and making himself better and, and, um, you know, the things that he, the steps he did to make change, then it goes against the idea of, um, us being angry. It goes against us. You know, we want to stay angry as a society Mm -hmm. and we want to be justified in our anger and we never want to admit when we're wrong. It's, the culture it's the dna of our societies. we can't we still can't fucking fully admit slavery happened so why would we then um, drill down to a micro example of you know domestic abuse and the potential for change there and it's funny because we're always talking about how we want masculinity to be reformed and how right. masculinity is being challenged and we want men
1: Oh, she got cut off, but she, she I mean, that. y'all know what
2: it is. This is a Legor <laughs> again. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm just ranting about masculinity only because I I think that the other thing the other side of it is is that like we're looking to um have a new definition for femininity, masculinity, non-binary, all these things, but we don't want to accept the work that needs to be done to make that change happen. Right. And, and that's very frustrating to me as a person who is going to school to become a therapist. It's very frustrating to me as a woman who is, a, is very into equality and, um, and wanting to help People be their true, better selves. so it's very frustrating to look at some at, at how our society is, is raised for lack of a better term and, and the hypocrisy and listen, I am a hypocrite too. I am not better than anybody else. but it's interesting to to see the hypocrisy and know that people are not willing to be self-aware enough and to do the work enough and be honest enough to say that they're wrong. And what's so terrible about re- being wrong? I'm always fascinated with that too. What is so terrible about being wrong? I mean, yes, it's lovely to be right, but who the fuck cares if you're wrong? If you have been proven wrong about something that is as intense as, um, the ability for a person to change from uh, a bad person to a good person. Wouldn't you want to be wrong about that? I don't know. Anyway, I appreciate your rant and I a hundred percent agree with it. Um, Unlike the.
1: She got cut off again. She didn't call back, but we got you sis. And thank you. Uh, Very, yeah. yeah, Very astute stuff. I agree with everything you said.
0: Oh yeah. And also I think for me, as somebody in sniffing my childhood, as somebody who over apologizes, you know, just part of my personality, as somebody who apologizes, even when sometimes I don't feel like even I can feel like I'm right and still apologize just because I want to keep peace. Who gives a fuck about it? I want to keep like this is just me function. I want to keep peace and the pe- more peaceful solution to be like, you know what? I'm sorry you interpreted it this way even though those were not my intentions because when you say things people have the right to perceive them and respond to them and make the situation their the reality the reality for them might be different for the reality for you even though you're justified so I am like I'm my bad I apologize and move on and the thing is uh and like I say as somebody who has dealt with a lot of different things and fought forgiveness and unforgiveness and all this stuff through through my life, um, it's funny how everybody acts like forgiveness is a weakness. But if forgiveness was a weakness, everybody would, you know, if if everybody acts like forgiveness is a weakness, but everybody's not doing it, so forgiveness is actually a strength. But people don't look at it as a strength. Because they feel like if I do this, I am allowing me, me, myself, if I do this, what am I going to do with these feelings and these emotions that I have? And they don't know where to direct them and they don't know what to do with them. And so they find this thing, and that's where all their anger and sadness and pain and all this stuff is wrapped up into their unforgiveness versus actually boring down to the root cause of the problem and why you feel this way. And the thing is, a lot of times people think forgiveness is forgetting and those things are not true. I can forgive you about something and not forget about that thing and still hold you accountable for those things and still not fuck with you at the same time. Like all these things can be true, but a lot of people think forgiveness is we just wash the board, wash the slate. Everything's clean, clear. No, it's not true. It's a process. and the thing is no most people don't want to go through that process because it will require them digging within themselves finding out what caused this some of this shit might be caused like you read the articles about the yelling uh some of this might be caused from somebody yelling at you some might, might be caused from you getting your feelings hurt from a parent or a significant other and like I say that's the work and those are the things that I was talking about that nobody really wants to do so instead of You know, admitting that if you want to forgive, that's okay. I'm not forgiving, and that's my choice. They'll go, no, I'm not going to forgive, so you shouldn't forgive either. And it was like, hey, dog, everybody don't want to sit in unforgiveness, and there's nothing wrong with that. Some people want to forgive for their own personal things so they can fucking move on with their life and not be stuck.
1: All right, last voicemail.
3: Yes, Rod, Karen, Justin. This is Dr. Brooks Robinson
0: of blackeconomics.org. I'm calling today about the long-term strategic plan for Black America. We've been communicating with uh, your podcast using the contact information there. Uh, definitely have an interest in uh, having a a discussion about this long-term strategic plan for Black America uh, as part of your podcast uh, when uh, you have space available. Please give us a call at your earliest convenience. Once again, the name is Dr. Brooks Robinson, BlackEconomics.org, and the telephone number is 808-202-6889. Once again, Dr. Brooks Robinson, BlackEconomics.org, 808-202-6889. Thanks. Bye-bye. That, Chad, I will voice up a phone call.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know if we'll be
0: uh, I don't think we'll be using your services
1: I don't know if we'll be doing that, but thank you You Mm-mm. know, it's not really what we do on the show mm-hmm. um, And uh, good luck With the long term plan for uh, look, Black good, America good and luck all to that you stuff all. Yeah, not, not wishing anything bad on you Just uh, Yeah Just
0: uh, Now y'all see them, them weird voice films We be getting y'all <laughs>
1: For the Grammar for the gram, 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 for the for the gram. Imagine if we had to pull to decide the future of Black America. Anyway, uh doing it for the gram. I forgot. I remembered to do it this week. Yay! Um the uh the question was, what's the biggest lie you've ever told to get out of going to work? What is the biggest lie? All right, let's see. DJ Java says, use the classic, my grandma grandfather has died multiple times. Once I used it three times in the same job and never got caught. I mean, you do have multiple grandparents. So. Yes, you do. Definitely didn't have COVID that one time, says Ron- <laughs> Oh no! john says uh danny's art says i told them my dad died that n-word was dead 10 years at that point yeah i mean you can't kill him twice i hear you maybe he would be happy he was able to help your life out in some way my parents live in buffalo new york and i used to take my vacation to visit them in the winter when i knew they were going to be buried in snow then when it was time to come back, I was stuck in Buffalo until the driving bans were lifted. I was lying about my ability to get back to California year after year. No, nope, that's smart. No drama. CC says, I said I was exposed to someone with COVID, so I had to isolate at home, and that there was a power outage, so I couldn't work from home. ha, ha, ha. Tiffany says, I was going through depression and had to call off work. I had plenty of PTO, so it shouldn't have been an issue. My supervisor was so mad, I kept calling off outside of business hours, then turning my phone off during the day. She requested to have a doctor's note. I actually ended up having a slight viral infection, but I was so pissed they made me get a doctor's note that I asked the doctor to write a note that excused me from work for the rest of the week. Fuck with me if you want to, Pam. Yeah, yeah. come on. There you go, Pam. (laughs) Fucking around. Right.
0: Like, I'd have came back, but shit, write me out for the rest of the week.
1: Terry says, edited my grandma's obituary. Oh, no. Let me guess. You edited the date? <laughs> the date? Is that the one? Uh, so be yeah, because like, yeah,
0: sometimes you say somebody sick or something, they'll
1: force you to I'm bring the obituary. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You edit the date to today. Uh, My grandparents provided me with bereavement time long after they went on to glory. Shout out to the ancestors for holding me down, says Juicy Mama's Daddy. (laughs) Eve Eve says, uh, I've used the dead relative excuse, although technically it wasn't a lie because I only used family members who were already dead. Harukian says, in high school, I told my job I was on the football team, got every Friday off for three months. I'm a big dude, so they believed it. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Thank God they didn't didn't support you and want to come to a game. All right. Actually, any form of verification. Right. (laughs) Hey, what was the stats this weekend? Stats in what? Oh, the football. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, stats in what? I was on a bench. Several blocks. Uh, you play offense and defense. Offense and defense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Defense, defense, defense. <laughs> Robert, Robert says, I lied about getting a concussion in bas- a basketball tournament. I did play in a tournament, but I didn't expect to, did expect to make it into the second day. I forgot I had to work. I had to come up with a terrible lie about the concussion. I wor- hated working there anyway, so I didn't really care that much. And Keith says, as anyone who's been in the military can tell you you can't just call out sick when you don't feel like going to work you have to actually be sick because if you get caught faking illness that violates article 83 of the UCMJ and then go to the sick call and be excused so I drank a bunch of milk one morning and said I had diarrhea and was feeling fatigued so I got two days off work when I got out and got a civilian job but still was working in the army i was really caught off guard by how easy it was for civilians to call out sick from work yeah well they're not gonna make you show up and diarrhea in the in the toilet so you can get off of work we don't have no articles i I know we don't got that Mm -mm. i started telling my supervisor how i couldn't get a doctor's appointment until like two days from then and she was like no don't worry about that just come back in when you're feeling better wait what that's it yeah,
0: yeah. Particularly if you have like a, somebody that's like a caring and kind person and understanding to that shit. They're like, okay, cool.
1: I mean, that sounds like how it should be, man. Right. Military sounds. I mean, well, no, no, no. I take that back. No, the military's they- right. Not that, it should, <laughs> not that it should be like that in regular jobs, but right. just you don't got a regular job. Soldiers can't be like, my tummy hurt. They're like, no, nigga. Go kill some brown people. <laughs> you know that's David, what we David do. they like, we
0: need evidence that you are sick. If not, get your ass out there.
1: If you don't hop on the drones and kill some innocent civilians. Okay, let me stop. Uh, Hatchet Monica <laughs> says, I use diarrhea way more times than should be necessary my the worst is when you have it and then you have to be like man is this enough to call out of work for and i'm not ashamed to say i've i have been like no <laughs> i'm not going to work and needing to run to the bathroom every 5 minutes right. i don't care about y'all that much.
0: <laughs> Ain't that the truth?
1: Rizzy P says non-practicing Latinas in the music industry said we had to go to church for Ash Wednesday. Instead, we went to lunch and record shopping, then used black eyeshadow to make a cross on our foreheads. <laughs> for the
0: ash? Oh, that's funny.
1: And then on uh, on uh, Facebook, we got a couple comments because it always post on con- Facebook too. Okay. Brianna says, before I leave for work, I take a mini water bottle, fill it with cereal and milk. Once I at work good i pour it all over the inside of a trash can now i gotta take a few days off until this stomach stomach bug settles down oh so you <laughs> oh you pretend to throw up mm. <laughs> that is very interesting right as a kid i used to actually throw up a lot of times it was psychosomatic or something but when i was feeling anxious and didn't want to be in school or something i could really throw up just thinking about it so mm-mm. Mm-mm, I can't play like them games. I, my body doesn't know how to stop. <laughs> Joy says the biggest one is that I feel fail getting out the shower, but most of the time I just tell them I had stomach issues. No one wants you at work. You got bubble guts. Exactly.
0: <laughs> right.
1: No one want to fight through that.
0: Nope. And nobody going to be like, nope. Because you get there, then you ain't going to, particularly if you got to go into the office traffic to get there. And then once you get there, you're going to be going to the bathroom. So frequently you ain't going to get shit done. No
1: way. Right. No pun intended.
0: <laughs> no, no, I didn't think about that. No pun intended. My bad. Donald
1: says, Why it's not your bad.
0: It's- <laughs> I told you y'all over apologize. <laughs> it's in me, y'all, but I don't I can't help it.
1: <sighs> Donald says, told my supervisor that my wife's grandfather might not have too many holidays left in him. That got me a few more days off p.s her grandfather's alive and kicking do old people in our life know we using them like this <laughs> that's a great
0: question
1: like how do they feel they are oblivious to maybe that maybe if they like a cool old person they, they w- with it but i can imagine there's got to be some old people out there like hey can you stop like talking <laughs> on my on my death do like, you want me to die stop this what kind of motherfucking weird ass signals are you sending <laughs> take you out of my will uh but yeah that was uh doing it for the gram thanks everybody <laughs> I better not find out Layla out here talking about my uncle dead. Right?
0: She been every time about my aunt Karen died. <laughs> the what? What's happening here? I
1: want you to get Bam. out of school too, baby. But come on now. <laughs> don't use me. Don't if kill you, me. If you do it, don't 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 use me an excuse. Mm-mm uh we got one email sakina says five star review hey y'all it's sakina from brooklyn uh just wanted to come on by and drop another five stars on y'all know y'all are one of the best podcasts i've engaged with because you're not only entertaining but thoughtful inquisitive and informative i appreciate that so much and guess what i just attended a mystery movie screening and the movie ended up being origins by ava duvernay y'all y'all i'm not gonna spoil it but it was very good. I definitely shed several tears. The crowd was mixed, different age groups and ethnicities. No surprise in NYC. However, there was a group of young people that looked to be in their early 20s that when the film ended, they were so excited to discuss it. It's definitely a thinking cap movie, so I think the kids are gonna be all right. Oh, we love to hear it. I've already reviewed it. Um, it's in if you're a premium person, I believe it's in our spoiled movie review uh feed if you're not premium you should be getting Get it, it next, in february yeah next month um also as soon as it was over i was like oh my god i need to stop procrastinating and read cast on reading cast thanks Rod, for putting that book and the author isabel wilkinson on my radar well yeah i but uh if, if you're talking about recent episodes it was actually jl covan who brought the book up uh but yeah i, I have the book as well i just haven't started it to be honest um, but the warmth of other sons was, was fucking amazing. So I can't wait to get into it. I, I'm just currently reading some other stuff right now. Um, I think I'm reading when, when and where I enter right now. So, uh, I'll, I'll get to it soon now, which is about like when and where I enter about black women activists in America throughout the 19th century. And so, uh, y'all wonder how I know my civil rights base? I do the research. We <laughs> reading uh i'll be going back to watch this again when it's officially released anyway thanks again for all y'all do have a wonderful 2024 thank you thank you everybody and we also got some mail yay let's see what we got in the mail over here yay um boom we got uh one of these post box uh boxes that they take out they, they take with the like pre oh like you kind of bend the crease and open it all right ah. it's a book a signed copy from Alex it's a political history of ACT UP New York 1987 to 1993 let the record show oh Sarah Schulman uh conflict is not abuse my girl oh. oh thank you i appreciate this
0: um not the hardback
1: this what,
0: do we have a thing in it? Did it come with a note? Because sometimes it don't always have a note. Oh,
1: it just says a signed copy for the flex, but it don't. Oh wait, the address, Doug. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate you, fam. Oh, thank you, um, baby. Yeah, all right. We got signed copy books now. Listen, yes, we collecting cause these. That's your jam. I have several signed copy books that I only flex. I everybody knows I read only Kindle, but mm-hmm. what, what, what 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 takes what
0: take a hardback? You can knock on.
1: But I will absolutely uh take uh-huh. a signed copy of anything and put, be like. Put
0: it up there in bo- you know, the book, you know, my good ship. friend
1: Sarah, we were Come on
0: and stunt. talking
1: the other day. But thank you. Thank you very much. Um and then we got one more package. Uh this is another big USPS name um folder. Make sure I don't tear whatever's inside. Right. I don't want no problems. Uh All right, and then okay, you open this up. We got some a package in here. We got a card in here. Make sure nothing else is in here. Okay, cool. Okay. All right, so I'll read the card first. Um, And I like a card like an old grandma. It's from Lisa. Lisa, that name feels very familiar. Um, so the inside of the card, uh, the Woody's. Aging, Ken and Barbie, Nate and Ian. And this is the... this is a, Look at this wonderful family. Oh. All these little pictures of Holiday Joy. Y'all look like the, the pictures that... Um, they show in, like, independent movies that are going to be very emotional about family and stuff. Yes,
0: at the beginning. At the beginning
1: before <laughs> shit get fucked up. they were like, remember when we used to be? So happy together. Having Christmases with the dog <laughs> yes. and shit. We loved each other very much. That's why I found out your dad was cheating.
0: <laughs> Some shit, right? And
1: that was before the the child died or whatever. The fucking, you know, y'all know how them independent movies be. <laughs>
0: yes, with the plot twist.
1: It says wishing you the kind of joy and cheer that's merry enough to last the whole year. Oh, thank you. Aww. Um, and then she uh, they also have a uh, book recommendations inside. Um, Ooh. with and uh hello gorgeous i admit i'm uncomfortable deflated i am in an uncomfortable deflated mood sad irritated frustrated the whole game i'm not sure i can write this year's letter from a place of depletion i decided however to at least sit in front of an empty screen to see that what emerges very Freudian to me thank you for joining doug and i and the kids to see what happens dim the lights please barbara Streisand has been on my mind a lot Along with Alice Walker, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, and now Virginia Woolf, what I would give for my, for a room of my own. I just finished reading My Name is Barbara by Barbara Streisand, all 966 pages of it. I have loved her uh, since seeing her in movies like Funny Girl, What's Up, Doc, a Stars born in the main event. Uh, when I was a little girl, seeing Yento was a religious experience for me when she sings. Papa, can you hear, Papa, can you hear me into the dark, lonely sky? I get goosebumps every time. The psychological punch she delivered in the nuts and uh, the Prince of Tides affected me deeply. Oh, in nuts and the Prince of Tides affected me deeply. Her politics, her gal to try to do it all, her gall to try to do it all, to be simply superb at her craft. Little Lisa through adult Lisa has been absorbing her messages and learning from her decades my dad and I even had tickets to see her perform back in 1944, 1994, but she had to canceled due to illness, through the, though she apologized for this uh, on page 822. Thank you, Babs. <laughs> now that I think about it, I became a psychologist. I always dreamt about f- performing in Broadway and entertained converting to Judaism for a time when I was an undergrad. Maybe Barbara had a bigger effect on me than I realized. And this goes on for couple pages front and back i'm not gonna be able to read all this obviously on the podcast Mm -hmm. now i'm looking at it but uh, uh i love that on the back she puts book recommendations and podcast recommendations
0: okay what are those
1: i'm just gonna say under podcast recommendations the blackout tips Drapedomaniacs. Okay. Now, the rest of the people on this list, I like them too. There's nothing wrong. Ezra Klein, I fuck with Ezra Klein Hart. Higher Learning was just talking about that podcast yesterday on the pregame. Code Switch, The Griot Daily, Dolly Parton's America. Ooh, I didn't know she had one. Louder Than a riot Jamel Hill that. Unbothered. Those dollar. are podcast recommendations. Hey,
0: check out a And like a this.
1: lot of book recommendations as well. Thank you. Thank you, baby. And we're baby. happy because I assume this letter went out to everybody they sent cards to, which means we got some new listeners that's Yay. uh that's that's they got recommendations and now let's get to what we really want the present <laughs> okay it's wrapped look first of all look at this wrapping paper okay and it's neatly wrapped too not like the way i be doing shit where i'll just be like close enough <laughs> good luck whoever has to open this <laughs> uh, <laughs> i hope you can finagle through this yeah oh good good luck everybody this will be hard to open um, oh, it's a calendar. Peace calendar 2024 our future is not negotiable. Is oh, what it says. Oh,
0: that's neat.
1: And uh as you can see on the back on it's got all these colorful decorations. Um so it's about peace and God, I would like some this year. Yes. If we could just stop like maybe blowing each other up across the world everybody. <laughs> That would be nice, mm-hmm. and it seems like each month has a different thing. The first one says We're in this together." The second one is "midwives for Black Lives." Mm. Um, Iranian women rise up. Uh, youth act for climate justice. So yeah, this this is woke as fuck. Okay, don't let it don't let Ricky Gervais see this motherfucking calendar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dave Chappelle found out what y'all doing boy it might be a problem it's gonna be a problem oh and then this came in it. okay this is for us a specific one dear Rod and Karen I wanted to send this gift as a small token of appreciation for the beautiful impact you've had on my life and the lives of so many others I've been listening to Blackout Tips for about three years and been kicking myself for not knowing you existed sooner girl don't you don't have a time machine whenever you find us it's on time yeah who knows them old episodes you might not have liked This gift is produced by the Syracuse Cultural Workers, an organization I've supported since the early 1990s. Thank you for your courage you display and putting yourselves out there every single day. Your courage and example helped to give me courage, too. My husband and I have been together for over 20 years. Okay, over 20 years, gang, gang. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And I appreciate the relationship dynamics y'all share as well. And damn, do you make to make me laugh. Many, many thanks. Please know I'm passing your messages and podcasts on to all my students, many of my psychology clients, and all my friends and family. You do not have to read our holiday letter that is included, but you might appreciate the book and podcast recommendations at the end. Listen, that's exactly what we did. Mm -hmm. I realized I couldn't read all of it, but then at the end, I skipped to the bottom and was like, that's me. I do want to read that part. (laughs) Everyone should know about us. Yeah. Many, many things. Uh uh, uh uh oh yeah, I'm sorry. She says, um uh we'd send this letter out to about two hundred people, so that's two hundred more folks potentially it's to the blackout tips Aww. and Drake Tomania. With love, Lisa Woody. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Ah, yeah, man. We span the gamut of just amazing fucking listeners. Right. And this is why we do the feedback show. This is why we take the time to read y'all's letters and emails and stuff. It makes us feel good, and I hope we make you feel as good as we do uh, every week with this. And we'll be back throughout the week with more episodes. Until next time, I love you.
0: I love you, too. Mwah. Mwah.